Welcome to the Get With It podcast. I will be your host, Elizabeth. This podcast will focus on the decline of women in technology and how our grassroots organization works with the community to foster relationships and reducing the gap of women in tech. We will be talking with both men and women on how to continue to move the needle forward on those relationships. For more information, please check us out at getwitit.org. Welcome to another edition of the Get With It podcast. Today I have with me Carly Neese. And Carly, you're out in Indiana, right? I am new to Indianapolis. Yeah. So moved here about six months ago. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So, so majority of the career was up in Chicago. So I'm sure we'll get to that. But um, yeah, just moved down just a short three hours south. So not too bad. Oh, well, not so bad. So all right, go ahead and let's tell our listeners one kind of your background, what you do, how you got into technology, and all that good jazz. Yeah, sure. So um, I kind of got into technology, I almost want to say on accident-ish. I you know, grew up and knew I always wanted to go into marketing. Um, I went to college, was a marketing major, uh, and really was like, but my, my vision was to be a, an advertising agency. Like you're, you're typical, I wanted to be doing the storyboards and all of the graphic design, pretty much ignoring the fact that I have no artistic ability. <laughs> so um, it was all just the dream of like, I wanna be in advertising, I wanna work with big brands. Um, and it, it, I, I went through, got my marketing, and I remember sitting in college in one class and one of my professors being like, you know, 80% of you are going to go into sales. And I, he's like, I know everyone here is to have the dream of working at the creative agency, but that's the statistic. And I was like, that is not going to be me. And then clearly, as I like fast forward through my career, um, it's totally me. Um, I do get the dream <laughs> of working with the creative and in um, you know the, the agencies and in the creative world. But it really got started from a very technical aspect of advertising. So um, up in Chicago, when I lived there, I uh, started at a company called DoubleClick. And so DoubleClick was a company that did um, tracking for your um, search ads. So if you clicked on a search ad, how did you know who clicked on it, came to your website and kind of followed that path and how can you know what ad they clicked on so you could see the benefit from that. I was there for about six months before they got acquired by Google. So I was really lucky to really kind of hop on that Google ship pretty young in my career. I had been staying on the technical side. So I was working with customers, but on a very, um, you know, behind the scenes looking at are all the links that they're uploading, is all of that working? Then kind of realized while I was at Google, I wanted to move over more to that forward-facing sales role, um, which is where I ended my career at Google. Um, I was at Google for almost four years, and every meeting I had, they kept talking about this Facebook. What is Facebook? We wanna advertise on Facebook. I'm like, well, I work at Google, so I can't help you advertise <laughs> on Facebook. And then, you know, as I kept hearing this, I was like, you know what? maybe I should just see what Facebook has to offer. Um, and so I was lucky enough to know some people that moved from Google over to Facebook in Chicago and moved over to uh, have a career over there working with clients on the sales side um, at Facebook for a few years and then kind of hit the turning point in my career. So 
this is was kind of a decision and I feel like it's a decision a lot of you know kind of women or people in general face as they hit um, a milestone in their career but then also in their personal life so while I was at Facebook um, I was lucky enough to get married I was um, pregnant at the time and kind of had the the decision to say do I really want to go headfirst into sales and really dig in there which meant having a lot more travel or do I want to build my management side of my career and, and really foster a team? Um, but if I fostered that team and that was the way I wanted to go, I would have to leave Facebook. Um, the Chicago office was just really small and there were no opportunities there at that time. So at eight months pregnant, um, I made the decision that you know I, I couldn't see myself traveling nonstop um, with having um, an infant. And so I had an opportunity to head over to Twitter to lead a team over there. So been in the social media for a long time, um, was at Twitter, had two babies while at Twitter. Um, <laughs> and so have eased my way um, out in back in maternity leave. Um, but, you know, was really lucky and then kind of decided my husband and I, we were in the suburbs of Chicago and commuting down to the city. And so we had these two beautiful children and we were leaving them at daycare and having a round trip of about three hours every day away from them, just literally commuting to get to work and back. And then that's kind of when we decided, you know, what if we left Chicago? So Chicago was my dream place to live. I grew up in Ohio, but raised by two um, Chicagoans and my husband grew up in Chicago and it just really was like, we're gonna stay here. And then was like, what if we left? And so that's what brought us down to Indiana. Um, so I've been here six months, but um, have been at Pattern 89 for um, a year and a half now. So I was really blessed to just, honestly, it's like technology in general. I found RJ, our co-founder, or our founder and CEO on um, LinkedIn, and just sent him a message and was like, hey, I'd love to grab some coffee. I love what you're doing. I'd love to learn more. Him and I had a great conversation. The conversations kept going and he knew I lived up in Chicago and was like, that's great. We have a very remote culture. Um, and so I worked at Pattern 89 up in Chicago for about a year and then moved down here. Still am blessed to work from home quite a bit, which is nice with the two young kids. So yeah, that's kind of, this is a very, and Elizabeth, you'll come to find that's my long-winded and I'll say that probably a hundred times. Um, so um, apologies, um, but yeah, that's kind of what got me to Pattern 89 um, and kind of saw me through my career in tech. Okay, so what is Pattern 89? Yeah, great question. I know, it's like, I don't think you need to ask me what Google, Facebook, and Twitter are. Um, no, but, but those, are, those are some big names. I mean, yeah. you're part of yeah. considered royalty. Um, yeah, so it's been a it's been an awesome change to go from so those those giant companies to a company. So Pattern eighty nine is a startup um, in the Martech industry or um, kind of ecosystem where we are working currently on social ads. So your ads that are on Facebook and Instagram, um, we do predictive creative AI. So what we'll do is we'll tell you how is your ad going to perform before you even put a dollar behind it on Facebook or Instagram. So should you have 
um, a woman running in your ad? Should you have a woman and a dog running in your ad? What color should the font be? Should you have text on your ad? So it's really that kind of is that full circle of my dream of working with creative agencies is now I get to partner with creative agencies and directly with brands to say, how can we make your creative vision even better? And how can we make it perform on Facebook and Instagram by knowing all the little intricacies that you should change? So they still come up with the brilliant ideas and we can help refine that from the nitty gritty of what colors you should use and how long your copy should be. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. That's yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun kind of next step in the career. You know, you're one, oh, you probably can't say who one of your clients is, but um, is Pelotonia one of your clients? They are not. Okay. But then. they, you know, they say no, no press is bad press, right? Like, <laughs> right? So you know what I'm talking about, right? Totally. The lady, is getting all sorts of feedback about their ad of the lady being on the bike for a year and they, I know yeah. but as someone who loves to work out and work works out every morning before work I mean I wouldn't be offended if my if I asked for a bike and I got it um so I see what they were going with but then I also can see the other side of the coin where it's like <laughs> is that the best ad you could come up with <laughs> which is so funny because I didn't even I've seen the ad like a hundred times and I'm like all right she got a Palisania bike and some gear later and I didn't even think anything of it which is really funny and then I heard the whisperings about it and I was like, oh, well, yeah, now I can see where. <laughs> where Isn't it so at? funny? The eye is just totally in um, the beholder because I'm with you, Elizabeth. I didn't <laughs> see any problem with it. I was like, oh, I get it. Like, I would probably not take a video of myself every day working out, but I get it. That's a cute idea. Um, but, you know, maybe, and that's where, to plug Pattern 89, you could bring AI in to tell you if that's going to work or not. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if it's your target audience, is that really the, the message that's going to work? Is it not going to work? But also, you never know what's going to take off on Twitter, right? One person makes a funny video or viral video about it, and then all of a sudden, it's a hot topic that I didn't even think about. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is true. So, so you were at Google, huge name. Let's see. I knew um, this is crazy. You probably didn't know. Was the Google office really big in Chicago? So when I started, the Google office was probably about 300. And then when I left, gosh, probably like at least 800. And then now I think it's thousands. They have a brand new office. It's crazy. Oh, wow. So last year, not the 2019, but the 2018 conference google sponsored get with it um they were oh, there great. yeah and i was trying my contact's name was paris but i can't remember her last name to save my life and um i thought it was really cool um that she worked at google and then you guys sent a, like google sent us a bunch of swag and they had oh, a yeah. big pop-up booth and anybody who was at the conference knows exactly what i'm talking about totally it's so funny you say that i'm literally writing with a google pen right now oh. i'm like i still have i haven't worked there in like eight years and i'm still like yep i still have enough swag to make it look like i still work there that's awesome christmas gifts maybe no yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> so you go from Google to Facebook. Now there's a lot of controversy around Facebook. So you were doing the ad part? Correct. Yep. Okay. So who's, who did you ever meet the dude that founded Facebook? Isn't that awful? I don't even. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, that's right. 
Um, I was in meetings with him. I was in Chicago and he's out in California. Um, I did, I was lucky enough. I worked on a really big client over um, when I had my time there. So um, we were lucky enough to have like Cheryl Sandberg um, in our office and then with some client meetings. So it did in that regard. I have never met Zuck though. Wow. Okay. Well, that's I've hard. seen him and it's like seeing like a celebrity. Yes. <laughs> Especially like if you don't live in San Francisco and you don't see him all the time on campus. When you do see him, you're like, oh my gosh, is that him? Um, <laughs> but I think when you're there all the time, it just is like, yeah, that's Mark. <laughs> just like another person. Yeah, totally. Okay. So, okay. So you were at Facebook and then you got married. Uh, I got married while I was at Facebook. Yeah. I had okay. Through. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. And, um, and then you were expecting your first child. It was. So you left. Yeah. I interviewed seven and a half months pregnant at Twitter. So That's I will awesome. give it to Twitter and I <laughs> clearly looked pregnant. So I will give it to Twitter that they really embraced and knew and gave me full six months maternity, even though I had only worked there two and a half months, three months. So it was a blessing that, you know, you can't hide it, as you know. Yes. Um, so <laughs> it was one of those big decisions where, you know, I still had a career at Facebook. If I didn't want to go to Twitter, it didn't work out. Um, but it just it really felt like it was what was right for my family at that time to take a role where it was less about the travel um, and more about building a team. And that's an aspect of my career that I've really loved as well is managing and nurturing and, and growing a team. And Twitter was really an opportunity that um, I got to do that. That's awesome. So side note, what did, what, what, what's your first child? Oh, I have, um, oh my gosh, he's six now. He just turned six. Um, so I have a six-year-old oh, boy. Wow. And then I have a almost three and a half-year-old girl. Oh my God. See, They're I'm, the best. I'm the way out of that stage. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I've been there, but... Um, so does the boy pick on the girl? You know what's funny? Our daughter is a very, how I, I'm trying to put this nicely. So in 15 years when she hears this, she's like, <laughs> mom, what did you say about me? Um, she's very strong-willed. Let's put it that way. So she almost picks on him more. And he, I mean, he definitely, they're brother and sister. So as you can imagine, yes, they both pick on each other from time to time, but she is much more of the sassy, strong-willed, kind of everything you want in a woman when they grow up, um, <laughs> what you want them to be. But as a mom of a three-year-old, I'm like, can you just hold on to that and pocket that until you need it a little bit later? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need you to lower it down. I have a girl and a boy too, so I know exactly what you're talking about. My, yeah. my girl is going through, um, she's a teenager, and it's like, Every day, I'm not sure if the exorcist is going to happen at my house or not. I just. <laughs> my is husband, she the oldest or is she younger? She's the oldest. Okay. And yeah. And it's always a day like, huh, I wonder what I'm going to get today kind of thing. So. I know we, sometimes my husband and I will look at each other and we're like, oh my gosh, if this is three, like what, <laughs> what, what's going to happen in 10 years? Like, are we going to make it? Um, we're like the three-nager. Like when people joke about that, I'm like, it is real. No, it's like, real. But when you turn four, does it stop? No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good because hopefully she'll keep that sassiness with her when she goes exactly. out into the world and... Um, 
Yeah, she just needs to know that maybe not so much sass with mom. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yes, yes. So, but that's awesome. So you have both your kids at Twitter. Yes. And then we transition to Patterson 89. Did I say that right? Pattern. Pattern 89. Yep. So you're there now. Yes. And do you know like how, it, how you said it was a startup, right? Yeah. So we have been around, the company has been around um, about like two and a half years now and, you know, really growing and scaling. Um, we're at 16 people. So still in that very startup mentality, but, you know, really gaining a lot of traction, kind of leading the forefront of that predictive creative AI, um, which has been fun. So it's been quite a change from being at these big companies where you're kind of just like one person in this giant company to now one of 16 where you're like, wow, like what I do really impacts the whole company and the future of the company, which is an awesome feeling and a big change, but a great change. Yeah. That's, you don't ever feel like the world is on your shoulders. Um, I think depends on what day you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. I mean, I think it's like, you, it's funny. I just joked with someone the other day. I'm like, you know what? Sometimes it would be nice to just like when you're having a day and you're like, maybe I just want to be in one of those big companies where like what I do doesn't have as much of an impact. But I'm like, that day is like the day I have that thought is so few and far between compared to the days where I'm energized by the impact that I get to make from working with our biggest clients to the decisions in the the road mapping that happens internally. So, you know, those days that I do have that feeling, I'm like, okay, Carly, snap out of it. Like you were that and it's why you left those big companies. So it's, it's just kind of, I think we all have those days though, right? Where oh, like, yeah. Maybe if I could just have a little less responsibility, that'd be oh, great. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. There are days I'd like to take my children somewhere and just be like, stay here and I'll come back in a few hours because I need a timeout. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what do I have to do to, for mom to get a timeout? How do I get sent to my room? <laughs> it's called that glass of wine at the end of the day. <laughs> so speaking of which, not wine, but um, what do you like? Do you have any hobbies? What do you do when you're not taking care of two kids and running this company and everything else? Yeah, it's a great it's a great question. I was like, what do I do? Um, keep two kids alive. Um, That's a lot of work. No, my yeah, it is. Um, you did mention wine, so I am uh, also. I mean, I guess. I, wine's probably not a good hobby to be like, I love drinking wine. Um, but we, I am lucky to be married to someone who is a wine aficionado. So I benefit off of that. Um, and to kind of pair with that, I love to cook. So he's in charge of the pairings and I'm in charge of kind of the, the cooking. And, you know, it's, it's a little bit less than it used to be before we had kids. It was how great of meals can we make now? It's how do we get dinner on the table? You know, we're really big believers in all four of us as much as possible, all eating together. I would say it happens at least six nights out of the week, if not seven. But it's one of the things that we really find important is making that time as busy as we both are to just stop, no phones, no anything just for that time. So if that means getting something on the table that isn't as luxurious as I used to do when it was more of a hobby, that's fine because it's really about just sitting down and, and listening to the kids tell their stories from the day. <laughs> Can you find out from your husband what pairs really well with macaroni and cheese? Because that's like a real <laughs> big hit in my house. 
So uh, my mind would be anything, but I'll <laughs> I'll ask him and I'll let you know. <laughs> That'll be crucial come later in life, I think. Yeah. But yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. So you like to kick and wow, your husband's got all the wine coming in, which is fabulous. You have this fabulous job. So I'm going to ask kind of a like going back to let's start with Google. So sure. clearly get with it focuses around getting women into it that maybe were not, um, that wasn't their focus when they graduated or maybe a career change to go into it, keeping them in it because we found that a lot of women have, they will fall out of it due to culture, not getting the same benefits as their counterparts, um, men, whatever the reason would be. And then three, moving them up into a leadership role and getting them to stand up for that leadership role. So first, Google, lots of women. How was it with comparison? Yeah. Um, men and women. Yeah. There were definitely a lot of women. Um, I will say I was younger in my career there, obviously. And so there was a lot of women my age, you know, mid to later 20s. And but I think as as you can imagine, as you get to the leadership role, it was less and less. So I had a lot of peers, but then I had a male manager, I had a male team lead, and it just I would say that there was diversity, but as you know, all the stats show it was much more male driven from the leadership perspective. Okay. And did you ever hear of women would mention, I didn't get a promotion, but so-and-so did because he was a man or I feel like Google's pretty like, I don't know, like really up to date with the age. I don't quite know what the inner workings of their um, administration, like their leaders and C-suite would be. But I feel like they're like ahead of the game. Yeah, I, I think that they are in, you know, kind of really trying to tackle it, right? I think as they're probably one of the, the pioneers in trying to make a change for that diversity. So, I mean, to answer your, your question, no, like I never really heard that. Um, not to say that it didn't happen. Right. I think if we think about all the stats, we have to say it probably was happening at a company that size where male were maybe promoted or paid more than females, but that would just be me guessing. Like I hadn't heard any of that. Um, like I said, I had, a lot of peers that were women, but again, it was younger in my career. So is that when it was to become managers and lead teams, is that when maybe there was a bit of a drop off of the women and more males were being promoted? Uh, I don't, you know, possibly, but again, it's not something that I had like direct contact or conversations about. And it was pretty, you were young in your career. So this was like the first big job. So you probably didn't notice it as much, yeah. would you say? Totally. I, I think that is, you know, it's one of those, I wasn't listening for it, right? It was right. just kind of the way it was and heads down, do my work um, and worry about myself is really, you know, that's, it's one of the things that I've done a lot in my career. And I would say my parents really, um, you know, did a really great job of instituting you know, just that, 
that kind of balance of personal, but then when you're at work, you're there to do your best and do your job and work really hard. And I think it kept me out of a lot of those conversations. Maybe, you know, I'm there to do my job and worry about myself and my clients and how do I do the best for them and be less in those conversations of, you know, what did you, what happened to you? Or did you hear this? Or did you hear that? Shit, girl, we call that drama. I know. And I try my (laughs) hardest to stay out of it. (laughs) All right. So you go to Facebook. Now for me, I feel like it's the same. Like they're busting through, trying to change the world in a positive way. But I could, I, I could be wrong. Yeah, no, they definitely are. Um, When I started at Facebook, it was a really small office, um, which was fun. So I think I was like, I don't know, less than 20 people were in the office when I started in the Chicago office. But again, yeah, they, you know, it's, you see all the articles about hiring for diversity. So not just women, but, um, you know, diversity in general and and hiring um, people to really focus on that. That's their job at these companies is to really focus and bring that and ensure that they're going through all the data. So not all just the qualitative of, you know, she said this, he said this, but also the data of like, who is getting paid less? How, what is the structure? How many managers do we have? So I think, you know, a lot of these companies, what to me, what is the connection between them all is that they're all catching up where what's really great about the company that RJ's built about pattern 89. One of our core values is to build a company that represents the country. So we have 50% men and 50% women. And so it's a really big from the starting point we want to have that as one of our core values is to build a company that represents the country. So I think that is something that's really empowering to me and working at pattern 89 is when I talk about my time at Google, Facebook, and Twitter, it's all like, yes, they're catching up and they have to make all these big press releases about diversity and making a change. Whereas at pattern 89, we're 16 people and eight of them are women. And we're working day in and day out to keep that and to make sure that we do have that diversity and that we're building a company that we're really proud of. Wow, that's great. 50%. Wow. Don't hear that very often. I know. And it's <laughs> awesome. And it's in every role. We have women engineers in product, in sales. So it's it's really throughout the whole company. Um, there's diversity in each team, which is fantastic. Wow, that's great. So you mentioned you grew up in Ohio. Where in Ohio did you grow up? Yeah, I grew up in the Cleveland area. So between Cleveland and Akron in a suburb up there. Oh, okay. And then your husband is from Chicago and you live in a suburb of Chicago. Yeah. When we first met, we lived in the city. So we were cooler at one point. Um, And then we (laughs) moved out to the suburbs. (laughs) I have family that live in Lincolnwood. Okay. Yeah. So we were up in the North shore um, up in Chicago. So um, yes, I have, I have lots of family in the Chicago area. Um, and I too, like you think that would be like the greatest place to work, but I could see where I would be frustrated with the commute because I have an hour commute here that drives me nuts. So I could only imagine. (laughs) Yeah. And when we were moving down to, um, Indy, we live in the Northern suburbs of Indy and everyone at work was like, 
you are going to hate that commute. And it's like 35 minutes. And I was like, <laughs> you know what, maybe in like five years when like the, like it wears off that my commute in Chicago was so bad, maybe then I'll get annoyed with it. But I'm like, no, it's, I'm okay. <laughs> like maybe I just need that time to decompress too. <laughs> right. It's like your alone time. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, okay. So let's talk about the future. Like, where do you think you're going to be going in, in a few years? Like with Pattern 89 and just, you know, the role that you have. Do you have any like goals? Yeah. So um, right now I um, head up our customer experience team. So every client that we have, um, myself and my team, as you can imagine, with only 16 people, not huge, touches every client and every client interaction, which is what I love. Building relationships and really fostering those with clients is what um, I've loved through every company that I've worked at. Um, and as I, as I look forward in kind of like my career and more of, you know, what it looks like at Pattern 89 is, you know, scaling that team. So we're having great traction with bringing on new clients and really growing, which, you know, when you lead a customer or when you lead a team that um, services all those customers, um, that only means the team's going to grow. So I love building teams, building that culture and in really empowering career growth. And so that's what I'm really excited as we do grow is it gives me an opportunity to continue to refine those skills too of, you know, the, the process side of things of how do we get everything done and how do we ensure our clients are happy? But then also, how do I ensure the people on my team are happy and what they want to do? And how do I really dig into what their next step is? And how do I give them those opportunities at Pattern 89 or outside um, and really fostering that relationship internally with my team as well? So I'm really excited about that as we we do look to grow um, in the future is, you know, having that opportunity to bring on people on the exciting ride and, and see what AI is all about. I think it's kind of one of those, those buzzwords that people hear about, um, but it's real and it's here and it's so much fun to work on. Oh, it's definitely real. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So you're out in Indy. Do you guys, I mean, you've only been in the area for six months so is there any user groups or like get witted or anything like that if somebody happened to be listening that lived in that area around AI that you know of yeah it's a great question um there so with only being here so little of time, I haven't had a great opportunity to get involved as much as I should, if I am candid about in kind of the AI world. I am always open to talk and have that conversation as is anybody at Pattern 89. Um, and then, you know, there are definitely, you know, outside of AI, um, we just sponsored an event for linking indie women. So it's about bringing women together in technology and outside of technology. And we'll be looking at conferences in 2020 as well. But as for, I know there are meetups within Indie. I unfortunately just haven't had an opportunity to really dig in <laughs> um, and get that network built yet. Well, so I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if somebody is listening to this and they that's what they want to do in their career choice, can they reach out to you? Of course. Shoot me a message. Yep. Okay. Give them your email. Yeah. It's um, Carly, C-A-R-L-E-E -E, at pattern89.com. Okay. 
And you're probably, and I will say, sorry, Elizabeth, I oh, you're don't fine. want to interrupt you, but we are a very remote company too. So if you're in Indy or, um, you know, our, we have, um, some of our product team is in San Francisco. Some of our sales team is in Chicago. So, um, if you're listening to this outside of Indy as well, like shoot me a note, I'm always up to either just chat AI and, and social media, or, you know, talk about what maybe that could look like at pattern 89. That's awesome. So you guys are hiring, growing, scaling, that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's the plan for 2020. So yeah, we're really excited about it. Do you have like a percentage of growth that you want to hit in 2020? Um, you know, those are the numbers that we're actually, as we're kind of rounding out the year right now that we're working on right now. So we don't have any yet. Um, where are any that we're publicly talking about yet? We are kind of looking at what that looks like as we project out from, you know, a revenue standpoint to also then um, what that means to headcount as well. Okay. That's, well, that's where a lot of people kind of are right now. Um, yeah, this time of year, all about the planning. It is all about the planning. <laughs> Definitely. So if you have interest in all this kind of fun stuff, you can reach out to Carly at C-A-R-L-E-E at Pattern 89, or you can ping me and I can give it to you also. And I'm assuming you're probably on LinkedIn. Yep. LinkedIn, Carly Neath. Um, happy to connect there as well on Twitter. So yeah, happy to, all, I think all my messaging should be open on all of those too. So um, feel free to shoot me a message on those as well. So you went from Google to Facebook to Twitter. What happened to Instagram? Uh, well, Facebook owns Instagram. Oh, so. okay. So you hit the four major <laughs> social media platforms there. It's more the Pinterest. That's the question I get oh, most of the time. Pinterest. What? Why not Pinterest? <laughs> I never thought about Pinterest. Oh, yeah. Oh, hmm. Maybe in the future. Yeah, right. <laughs> don't tell don't tell RJ that. <laughs> um, you put it on like your bucket list when you go to retire, right? <laughs> so yeah, I was just thinking about that. I didn't know Facebook owned Instagram though. Yeah, yeah. actually when I worked there they acquired them. So. Oh, okay. So technically you did work. Yeah, there. technically. Um, with Instagram also. So, um, that's so funny. So, all right. Well, is there anything you want to promote while you have everybody listening? I know. I wish we had, um, an event coming up, I guess this time of year is just so hard. So we, we're looking at AI events to attend in 2020. So, um, that would be a great opportunity to reach out to me too, if you're hosting one or, um, would love to have us come speak at one or whatnot. You know, we're we're open to all of that as well. But yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now is trying to nail down where we want to go in 2020 in regards to conferences and all of that. Also, part of the end of the year planning is, is nailing right. all that down. But what my guess is, if anybody is interested, the best way maybe to start is, I'm assuming you have a website? Yep, pattern89.com. Okay. Perfect. That's super easy to remember. Super easy. And um, you can go on and check out kind of the whole facility as far as how what you all do and all that good jazz. Yeah, you can see what we do. Um, we have our marketing team has done a great job. We have a quiz up there to test yourself against AI. So the, the website's interactive. So I would definitely take a few minutes to go there, um, see if you can beat our AI um, on the back end. It's just kind of a fun 
um, what we call the robot slayer, a fun quiz to oh kind my of give you a little preface of AI. Does he make fun of you if you fail? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> what if I was like, "Well, I never failed," so, <laughs> <laughs> huh? Just curious, because that would be funny to have a run. Like, you failed. That would be great. So, go ahead and throw that idea out to the team. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll I'll slack our marketing team and see what they say. <laughs> It'd be a real high go getter kind of person who would be probably devastated if they had robots say you failed <laughs> so well that's awesome I'm gonna post your stuff on my LinkedIn and all my social media so you're out there and if anybody definitely has any questions you can email me at elizabeth.tolia at getwitted.org and Carly, I so appreciate you taking the time out of your so busy day to talk to me. I hope you didn't miss lunch. No, I, well, I had a banana right before I jumped on. So <laughs> I'm good. Are you um, powering through? Um, no, this is great, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Well, great. Thanks again. And you know what? Would you mind maybe coming back on in 2020 and telling us all about your growth? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, once we get some planning done, um, yeah, I'd love to hop back on and, and tell you kind of what, what's next for Pattern 89. Oh, that would be awesome. I so appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Well, have a nice holiday. Thanks. You too. Have some, some fun with the kids. Thank you. Um, yeah, your <laughs> Christmas is probably like a lot of excitement and so it much is. fun because there's Santa involved. Yes, we've already seen my, Santa twice. We have breakfast oh, tomorrow. <laughs> oh my God, they're just getting their Santa time in. Yes, but which only causes them to ask for different things. They keep asking every Santa for something new, and I'm like, oh, can we refine it to one list? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's where you're gonna get stuck. Every they see something new that they want. So. Exactly. Mine are more into money. So yeah, except my son, he, he yeah. loves Legos. So yeah, uh, yeah. So so enjoy that. Enjoy that time because pretty soon they're gonna be. It already old. goes too fast. I know. I can't it believe already it's already does. six. It does. I know. It's crazy. crazy. So well, enjoy the holidays with your family and friends, and thank Thanks. you again. And um, we'll have you back on in 2020 to see how far Pattern 89 has come and any new updates. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks so much, Elizabeth. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. We will see you next time and feel free to drop us a line at getwitit.org. <laughs>